caregivers. Have you ever felt like nothing is going right? Well, cheer up and welcome to Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program, where you'll learn how to avoid that dreaded thing called caregiver burnout and how to survive the grieving process. Join Dave and his guests now as they share practice tips and tools that you can start using immediately to help get you through this day. Now, here's your caregiver host, Dave Nassani. And welcome, everybody. It's been a challenging morning, but from Los Angeles and New York City, a big L.A. and big Apple, big Apple welcome <laughs> to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I am Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at thecaregiverspace.org. And we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on 18 global audio and video platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher, <laughs> Blog Talk Radio, MixCloud, Listen Notes, Blueberry, Player FM, Podcast, VIP Internet, uh, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, HealthyLife.net, and CaregiverDave.com. I'm sorry I messed that up. We're proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, as well as the top six best podcast by Caring.com, as well as number three podcast out of thousands on caregiver uh, podcasts on Feedspot. And we have an exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? We do. The louder. We Pooja. Do. There we go. Uh, Pooja Thompson is director of Roots and Wings in New. Pelts, New York. I don't know where that is. As as a holistic counselor, workshop leader, and interfaith minister, Pooja has helped hundreds of people in her native Scotland and in the U.S. to make authentic decisions and welcome change with integrity. She's an award-winning author, comprehensive holistic health books, and organizers for cancer and for general wellness. Her latest book is Track Your Truth, Discover Your Authentic Self. And uh, before before we get started with Pooja, I want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, has been advocating for clients' financial health for almost 20 years and her minds, her podcast, Mind, Money, and Motion's mission, in order to experience less worry and more life. It's critical to recognize the interrelationship between our mindset, money, habits, and the motion of our mind and body. So just a reminder, you can uh, watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 18 global platforms that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Welcome to the show, Pooja. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm happy to be here, Dave. Yes, talk as loud as you can into the the (laughs) computer so we can hear you very, very good. uh, Pooja, is that a that sounds like an Indian name? I'm I think of uh, uh, Annie. Remember that play Annie and and the guy who was uh, Indian? I think his name was Pooja. <laughs> yeah, it actually is an Indian name. It was given wow. to me as a meditation name, and it means offering or ceremony. And Indians do speak about it, having a puja table in their home. Not my original Scottish name. My original Scottish name was Anne Joyce, but because I changed countries, nobody needs to know what your legal name is. So I, I kept see. a spiritual name and coming to America. 
Well, why don't you take a minute or two and just tell us who is Pooja Thompson and why was she put on this earth? Well, I feel I've been put on this earth to be clear in making decisions and to be inclusive because I started off as a wee Scottish lassie in a Presbyterian <laughs> home. Yeah. And from there I have branched out. It feels like my whole journey has been about exploring worlds beyond the one that I was brought up in and to wow. integrate different perspectives and to be inclusive and to journey in that way leads to another and not just follow the expectations that people had for me. Wow. And, and we met you at the National Publicity Summit in New York. Yeah. Where is that city in New York that I mentioned? Is it in, in the city or up, up north or where? New Paltz is about 100 miles up the Hudson from mm. New York City. You can get there in an hour and 35 minutes by bus. Beautiful mm -hmm. place. More How often do you come into the city? I come in not as frequently as I would like, but there's so much happening in New Paltz itself. There's a state really? university college. There's mm. a Mohonk Mountain House, which is a wonderful uh, institution and place for people to come. It's an amazing natural beauty, and people come here all the time. It's just been named one of the top 20 small towns in the United States. Oh, wow. Adrian, are you aware of this? My brother went to New Paltz, yes. I'm aware of New Paltz. <laughs> okay, a little louder, too. Gonna have to I'm aware of New Paltz. Oh, just yeah, it's a very important place, and they say that once people have been here, you never uh, will not come back at some point. Yeah, Adrian, yell at us the way uh, Seinfeld's parents do when they think they're on a long-distance call and got to talk loud because they can't hear it. I know, like 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 you would speak to someone who's speaking a foreign language. Yeah, the louder hard of you hearing. speak, maybe they understand you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have so many notes about you, Pooja. I just don't know where to begin. I mean, you're all over the place. So let's just start with some things that you've said, and you can explain it to us. Okay, here's something you said. I am a human being or a human doing. So I guess well, that's I'm, a question. I'm am I neglecting myself over time and wearing myself out? So explain all of that. Okay, well, I think often when we're thrust into situations like a caregiver where we have to take responsibility, we often become so caught up in doing the, making our commitment to the other person that we can lose ourselves. So we become a doer rather than a beer. And I think it's very important for us to recognize that we are human beings. We're not called human doings. We're <laughs> called human beings. So if we lose the capacity to just be with ourselves and to find out what, what's working and not working in our own lives, we lose the capacity to have um, be loving to other people. Well, that's very interesting. You ever thought about that, Adrian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> and here's, here's something else you said. Um, I shared lots of suggestions to help caregivers shift the focus to replenish energy, appreciate simple pleasures, a flower, breathing in, 
breathing in calm, out tension, etc., and suggest simple things to help caregivers, you know, to do things. So go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. Well, when caregivers are so involved in helping other people and get so caught up in everything that has to be done, if they lose themselves, we, if they tend, and I have been in that situation too, in which I tend to say, oh, I don't have time for this. Because we think that getting back on track with ourselves takes a lot of time. It doesn't. It can be one moment at a time. And so it's important to help us look at what we can do to help our body, to help our mind, to help our emotions, one moment at a time. So just to have a beautiful flower or to have a house plant that we can just take a moment to look at and breathe in and breathe out. And at the same time, we could say, I breathe in calm, I breathe out smile. I love that. So take that hand meditation. And it just takes a moment. I feel a smile coming over myself when I say, I breathe in calm, I breathe out smile. I can feel my mouth beginning to change. The, the muscles in my face changing. It's mm-hmm. so simple. It's so wonderful. So I honor taking that hand with that. And just everything moment to moment. It doesn't take a lot of uh, planning. It doesn't take a lot of um, diversion. It's just step out of the mo- for the moment. Yeah. I, think I was watching on your, on your Facebook page. This isn't your first interview, is it? No, I have done a number of them through the summit in, in April. Oh, really? That's right. How many uh, producers did you speak with and uh, booked you? Um, in the, at the summit, I met a whole bunch of them, and then I followed up as we were uh, asked yes. to do. I've done quite yeah. a number of them. I've been away from in Scotland for a month, so I've lost track of all the things I did before <laughs> I went to Scotland. But I've done it for women, for seniors, for dads, because my book, Track Your Truth, is to help people really become a detective of what's happening, what's working in our own lives, what's not working in our lives, and to find the culprits, not out there, but within ourselves. And that can be applied to anyone, no matter what, and just refocused for caregivers or for seniors. Mm -hmm. You know, we live several lifetimes now within one lifetime. So we have to keep reinventing ourselves. Sometimes change comes gradually, like an onset of an illness, and somebody may be a caregiver just gradually, you know, just gradually. But sometimes it can happen just so quickly that one lifetime's ended and another one begins. And right. so that has to be recognized and to, to have time to shift and say, well, who am I now? Have I lost myself? Can I gain a new center? Can I... Can I focus on what's my truth? Who am I now? And who do I want to be? And look out and get some help. Not do it all alone. You're adorable and you're so full of wisdom. You know who you remind me of? No. Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) (laughs) Robin Williams. (laughs) You know, I just feel so calm when when you speak. And I did when... when, uh, 
when uh, she, he, she spoke uh, during that movie, which made him a great, great character. But um, uh, I know I'm not supposed to ask a woman her age, but would you feel comfortable revealing how old or young you are? Well, I usually say when I'm when I'm going to be ninety, I'll say I'm eighty. But most people <laughs> think I'm in my early seventies. I'm a little older than the early seventies, so we'll let that be that I'm around. Okay, <laughs> so for those smart people out there, you can figure it out. <laughs> right. So, how did your personal journey lead you to understand the importance of authentic decision making? And what is authentic decision making? I mean, aren't all of our decisions authentic? Not necessarily. Give us an example many, of an authentic and an unauthentic decision and, and well, what you recommend. If, well, if we make a decision out of fear or a decision to please others, it may be that in the moment that decision is, is our decision, but it's not truly ours. Because often, certainly as women, we are often encouraged to make a decision that will please somebody else will please, a, well, even as a child, please a, a parent or a partner because assumptions are made when we're young about how we should be. For example, my father used to think that the, the teachers were the salt of the earth, and I agree with him. But I didn't make a decision to stay being a teacher all my life. And he was sort of disappointed because they are the salt of the earth. You can be a good contributor in your local community. But my journey took me elsewhere. So I think also it took me a long time to say, I'm not ready to tell you my decision yet when somebody's pressing me to do something. Mm -hmm. And people and women are often expected to help others. And, are, and we're trained to say, yes, I'll help even although it may not be the right thing. So we may fudge it a little and say, so instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to give you a decision, we can say, oh, yes, but underneath there's a hidden maybe, if, but. Yeah. And so, you know, where's the authenticity there? It's a process that we get to. Yeah, we're going to take a break. I, w I want to talk more about this when we get back because this is a big okay. problem of caregivers because, you know, they don't, they don't know how to say no uh, right. when they should say no and yeah. vice versa. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group. You can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. You get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive 
and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. And we're back with our wonderful guest, Pooja Thompson, and uh, our co-host, Adrian Gruberg. I'm Dave Nassani. We're on the Caregiver Dave Show. And we're talking about authentic decision-making. Interesting description of that concept because caregivers, they don't know how to say no. I, I tell them often, just practice saying no 100 different ways in the mirror so that you can get used to saying it. You can watch your face. You can watch your mouth. And uh, it's true, so many caregivers, because uh, we're talking to caregivers here, but I can I can say so many people, but we're talking about yeah. caregivers. So, so many caregivers say things and make decisions based on what others think, what others believe, and uh, someone in my family is doing this. They've done it all their life, and I keep telling them, you know, you have got to decide for yourself. There was a movie out there. Um, I think it was Runaway Bride or something like that with, um, yeah. uh, right? She says, how do you like yeah. your eggs? Because every time she has a new man, she has her eggs the way he has them. He does. And so and so she she finally made like seven different kinds of eggs. She goes, I'm going to find out which eggs which I like. <laughs> so what do you have to say about that, Pooja? I think it's absolutely true because I... I also think there's a connection between authenticity and health because if you don't take care of your health and don't listen to your own body when it gives you signals about being exhausted and it's time to say, no, I need to have a rest or it's time to have good food or you know, a snack that's healthy instead of just grabbing what's there because we've no time, I think it's really important to um, keep your own energy moving. Valerie Hunt at UCLA did some interesting research, and she said what it seems from her research that anything that's in motion is inherently healthy, and anything that's stuck is inherently unhealthy. So anything that backs up in your system, whether it be lack of sleep, or whether it be anger, or whether it be resentment, if that all backs up, it can create an unhealthy situation and it will eventually lead to the body um, being minimized in some way. And who, who, did you say did, who did you say did that research? Valerie Hunt. She did okay, some thanks. research at UCLA. Okay, California. thank you. And... Um, I think it's very important because she said the body is not just a cell, you know, tissues and so on. It's a, it's an energetic system, and it's so holistic. that's why we have to keep our energy flowing and not get stuck and backed up with either emotional resentment or um, physical uh, stuckness. That's why the Doctors are telling us we need to keep in movement and motion and walk and healthy eating and so on to keep things moving and not get yeah. stuck. Eastern medicine, my partner is a uh, acupuncturist, and they're always saying, you know, when one side gets blocked, you know, then, then it, it causes a whole bunch of things. There needs to be a flow, yep. the yin and the yang. And yeah. uh, uh, it's interesting that more and more Western medicine is realizing that, that that's the case, you know, because they... <laughs> Uh, they're not there 
all together, but uh, we're going in the right direction. Um, yeah, because if an, if there's an energy perspective, when you look at things from an energy point of view, um, there's some energy sayings that can help people. Whatever you feed grows larger. Whatever you starve shrinks. So if you feed um, generosity, it will grow. But if you feed your anger, it will grow. If you feed um, complaint, that will grow. So we have to choose what we feed and choose what we don't give energy to. And that's where uh, I think people who are caregivers, in looking at what they're feeding, it could be is a, a useful tool to, to say, OK, what am I making bigger in my life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important. Um, and another thing is, Another energy principle is um, about procrastination, because mm. whatever we procrastinate um, will keep, keep, a, keep is conti will continue, and it's only when we so if we keep procrastinating taking care of ourselves, it really doesn't help us, because energetically we're in, we're caught in that cycle. Stuck. Whatever we can, whatever task we complete, that releases energy. Whatever yes. task we postpone, that's using up part of our brain because it's still in there, using up energy. So you know, there's there energy principles like that that can help people just make some little changes. And the thing about the little changes is, caregivers can make them a little bit at a time, just like the breathing in and, and breathing out a smile. Yeah. That doesn't take very much time. And it will feel good. They just have to try it. That's right. And another thing is that if you're in the shower and washing, you can imagine the water <laughs> washing away stuff that yeah. you don't you can sort of scrape yourself off, you know, to get rid of, you know, and you can shake stuff out in the mm -hmm. shower with these little things that you're doing every day to be, or you can stamp your feet, or you can, you can use imagination, use your mind, and imagine a color taking away the stuff you don't uh -huh. want and giving it down your legs and giving it into the earth, all your negativity, because the earth is very good at composting things. And some people have said to me, oh, I don't want to give that stuff to the earth. Well, why not? <laughs> the earth can compost. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, so, why was it a priority for you to support others in being true to themselves? Why is well, that so important? As part of my counseling experience, I found that a lot of Quite a lot of people had an issue around being true to themselves because it didn't make that was their conflict. How do I make? How do I break away from this situation to become more the person I want to become? So I found that it was a central, like a kingpin of of many decisions was this question of being true to ourselves. Does it begin with courage? It begins with courage, and it begins with looking at fear in the face. 
and it begins with looking at the sources of expectations from others that we've given our power away. So it's looking at, it's asking, who's walking in my shoes? Am I really walking in my own shoes? Or is somebody uh -huh. else living my life for me? And if somebody else is living your, your life for you, you're not fully in your own shoes. And you only have this life. This is your gift. So why is fear so scary? Why does it have a hold <laughs> on us? And how do we overcome it? You know, it, it's it's easy to tell someone, oh, just you know, don't be afraid. But that's hard to do. What step by step process, and how long can someone expect to be totally free of fear? Because there's so many things yeah. to be afraid of. That's true, and maybe one will never be afraid of. One would be never totally afraid of fear because the the courageous person is not the person who feels no fear. It's That's the right. They just do it afraid. Able to do in that right. moment, the, even the small step that takes them one step towards what they believe and what's their truth. So it's I mean, not that Richard Wallace, the the Scott, the what? Scottish. Uh, are you talking about the uh, way back William Wallace? And William name? Wallace. I can never remember his first name. I bet you he was afraid, but look at all the brave things he did. Yes, yes. I think that's true. We Again, it's what do you feed your fear or do you feed your courage? Back to that, whatever you feed grows larger. Mm. You don't want to make your fear grow larger. You want to yeah. make your courage grow larger. So that's where the choice of being true to yourself comes in. You know, wisdom comes from just little gems and pearls like this, nuggets. It's gone in today's world, you know. People are not wise. They're doing stupid things because simplicity has been uh, lost. That's too much nonsense. <laughs> well, I think yeah, but why? people are living in it so much more in cyber world. I mean, I look at the kids moving around Newport's SUNY campus when I'm walking around the campus, and they're all with their <clears> cell phones, and I even see babies being put in front of digital devices so that parents can have a conversation. We're not um, honoring the individual conversations, the face-to-face -face connections, the writing letters. I mean, I was set down and to write thank you letters when I was a kid, entered it. But nonetheless, it's like taking a moment to give thanks. We don't give thanks as much as we could appreciation. And also, we are, are some of us like me find it very difficult to accept compliments. We kind of down mm -hmm. instead of just saying thank you to honour the person that's saying something to us. We we can minimize, so it's a lot of old habits, just old habits, just cultural <laughs> habits also. Yes, old habits, old times. So why is truth so important? You don't see truth very frequently uh, in life today. Well, there's plenty of opportunities for practicing truth because there's situation, I mean, what with fake news and it's difficult to, to <laughs> discern what's real and what's not uh, out there in the media, there with, uh, you know, our 
friends also our divided country uh, where slogans become more important than the interpersonal interchange. So the truth really becomes important to hone back into. And when there are opportunities that we see, for example, bullying with kids, there are a racial statement, there's often a, a moment, just a split second, where we can intervene and say something that diffuses a situation or challenges someone in a good way, not in a necessarily confrontative way, but in a good way to, to express Give me an example how you would challenge a bullier in a good way, in a non-confrontive way. In a non-confrontive way, I've been in a situation where just to say, I'm sorry, but I don't agree, or, you know, just um, saying, I'd like to, I'd prefer to look at it this way, or stepping into somebody else's shoes. Yeah. I guess it depends on the situation. It depends on the situation, and I'm not coming up with one that's vivid. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah, a lot of times you, you can't think of what to say except in that moment. And right. maybe, mm -hmm. you know, God or wisdom whispers in your ear, say this yeah. or do that, you know. I think so, a lot, one of the things that I haven't mentioned was men, I've mentioned the body and the emotional listening to ourselves. I think there's also the aspect of spirit. And that often happens through our intuition that we get the yeah. little voice that, that we either can listen to or not. And the intuition of that, following our intuition, is really also a very important clue for what's truthful. Yeah. So let's talk about something that I talk about all the time with caregivers. It's uh, boundaries, but uh, you say healthy boundaries. Yes. Are there un are there unhealthy boundaries? <laughs> are all boundaries healthy? Uh, well, there are steel fences and there are open fences. So there are like Trump's wall, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that are permeable, and others that don't want anything to to pass through. So yes, there are unhealthy boundaries when it's a That's wall. That's a good point. Uh, a boundary versus a wall. Walls yes. are not good. Not if it keeps other people from each other. Now, certainly, um, you know, we need uh, healthy, healthy boundaries, and these right. are ones that are to protect what needs protection. So sometimes yeah. we have to protect the child part of us growing up, because often what happens is when we're on the spot, is all of a sudden oh. we become three or we become teenager again, we're, we've lost the adult we've become. And so we have to protect the child to help the child know that it's supported within us. Otherwise, we're just three-year-olds fighting or two-year-olds. Yeah. And I didn't mean to say that uh, walls are not good. Some walls are good. It's nice to have walls in your home. It's nice yeah. to have walls uh, <laughs> at the border of your country, <laughs> you know. But well, we need relationships. doors to go through the doors and windows yeah. to look out. Doors. doors and windows, yes. Right. and windows, yeah. 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 Well, so ca caregivers oftentimes, when they get offended by their loved ones, 
I tell them a lot of times it's your fault. You never told them where the line was. You never told them where the boundary was. So why are you upset with them when they crossed it? You know, yeah. and the reason they didn't tell them is because it's a confrontational thing. Well, she's my mother. I know what she's going to say. We're going to get into a big fight. So what do you tell these people about boundaries when they're just so scared? Here we go, fear again. They're scared to death to confront a loved one or a mother or whoever it is because they, they'd rather just submit than to fight. I think it's important for them to take time out to really feel what they're feeling and then perhaps go back and say, this is what I didn't say to you. This is what I've been considering. I'm really feeling really upset if I keep doing something that you asked me that isn't appropriate or isn't good for me. And if it's well, too scary it's, to say it, maybe they can write it. Yes, that's a good a good good thought. And sometimes it's to get help from another family member. I think important is family discussions because often the person who's always been the caregiver in the past is the one that's expected to do all the caregiving in the present. Sometimes there needs to be a sharing of the load and that the caregiver needs to involve some other people well and not let the one who's always been at a distance get away from it. You know, it's like sharing a burden or using um, a chat group or an organization such as yours to get support or to look up the local resources for how you can get replenished and then have the help to put up boundaries. So you take some time out. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be here on this particular time. <laughs> I know you said that people think that you're in your 70s. Uh, in all those years, have you been a caregiver? I haven't been a caregiver in the way you have, Dave. More been the support or a support for people who have been caregivers. So I've been on the sideline. You're very fortunate. I don't know how you dodged that bullet. <laughs> well, partly living in another country when my parents were older um, and... I would go across to be with them, um, and um, I guess my, my dad lived to be 96 and a half, so he, we've, I, I've been lucky with my genes. Yes. My mother <laughs> was five. And, and Europe uh, has a different attitude about seniors, don't they? Yes, it's they do. It's more shared. Yes. Doesn't yes. fall on the shoulders of one person like it does That's here. That's why I, I, I've noticed that there's been lack of there's been assumptions about who the caregiver will be in, yeah. in this country, and and uh, you know there's more family or community resources can be brought yeah. in to work. Yeah. You suggest that every person, including caregivers, can become like a detective inquiring into culprits within themselves. Yeah. Uh, what clues do you encourage in care, uh, caregivers to look in uh, for things like that, like exhaustion, wearing yourself out, yeah. hardly ever finding time to do things, you know, stuff like that? Yeah, starting to get angry, not getting enough sleep. So the, the body is the first one to, to talk to us. And if we don't listen, it'll speak louder and louder till we do listen, <laughs> or until we're exhausted. And and that's even that's the body speaking louder. You know, I can't help you at this point unless you 
Because the caregivers do die on me. very quickly after their... 30% of them die before their loved ones do. Yeah, before. so that's a big wake-up call. Yeah, and the ones that just get sicker and need a caregiver of their own, um, 30, 40, 50, 60%, some say, that only leaves about 10% of healthy caregivers out there doing the right thing. <laughs> so then it really is important to tackle this issue of boundaries and time out. And there are resources, of course, it varies from state to state, so I don't know what the situation right. is for everyone, but there are various organizations and one can Google them and go for what's in your state and you can go for, there's a lot of resources. And sometimes you have, if you're not the one to do the research, that's where you can uh, develop a team of different people doing different things because somebody could be good at Googling and the research. <laughs> You're not. You don't yeah. have to be all things to to your care, the person you're caring for. You know, I want to add one thing here, and that's you have to be able to ask for that. Yeah. Help. Yes. Absolutely. Give yourself that permission. Yes. And that's a healthy boundary, too, is being yeah. able to ask. Mm -hmm. Yes, so many caregiving is challengeable, not challengeable, challenging is what I meant to say. And so um, uh, probably one of the more challenging is dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, we do things wrong. Um, it's like insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, getting uh, expecting the same results. Right. And I've learned so much just with my mother's dementia and my mother-in-law's dementia because they were totally different. But, um, you know, we can't get frustrated with them and, and we have to not take things personal and, and realize that they are a different person. And, and so uh, uh, how do we look at the mistakes we made and forgive ourselves and ask forgiveness for others and to try just to stop doing things that, that's not working and try something else? I think the first step is to not take everything personally that's coming to you from someone whose uh, mood has shifted, whose capacity to talk or to remember or not remember has totally shifted, to not take it personally and to have these moments of time out, breathe. This is not about me. This is, and it's not that, that I think also remembering the person as they were at times to have a clear understanding that something has shifted. This is not intentional. This is out of this person's control. This is so to be compassionate and we need the time out to be compassionate to ourselves and the, the things we may say out of um, just frustration and to come back to ourselves and to our intention and if we've got a spiritual connection, to keep maybe saying a phrase like, um, you know, peace, the, you know, and keep saying peace is there. Yeah, so words I mean, are powerful. Peace. Words are powerful. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, or something like that. That reminds Putting us scripture that, here. Um, yeah, well, for those that, for which it's meaningful, then scripture works. And if it's not, then a Buddhist thing that life is always changing. There's nothing 
no, nothing static about change. Let me just go through this change. Mm. You know, just different ways of <clears throat> understanding life and who we are in the moment. That's well, a good place for another break. So we will be right back. Don't go away. Caregiver's Caregiver has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. And he now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his incredible caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out, thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Reclaim your caregiver sanity by learning when to say yes and when to say no. We'll help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life, and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today, or buy one for your special caregiver. On sale everywhere, and at caregiverscaregiver.com. And we're back with Pooja Thompson and Adrian Gruberg, my host. I'm Dave Nassani, and you're on the Caregiver Dave Show. And I wanted to ask my guest, what simple steps can you suggest to help caregivers avoid burnout that don't cost anything? <laughs> yeah, take a vacation to Hawaii. And that can be done in a few minutes every day. Okay. I would suggest that we start with the body, as we said, the breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. I would suggest that you perhaps have a little corner in your house that is yours, that you can just have a flower or have a plant there so that if you're not in a place that you look out to nature, you can replenish with the greenness of nature because nature is always a healer and the plants give off energy. So take a moment to appreciate plants. I would suggest getting, allowing yourself just to sit back and unwind by um, feeling your feet on the ground to get grounded so that you're not spinning around anymore to really sit and be grounded. Mm. If you can, open, if you have a situation where you can open your door and see nature or go out and listen to the birds or open your window and listen to the sounds of nature, be part of something bigger than yourself that's beyond the room of your where your the care yeah. person is. That you your horizons go beyond that room. That's why I love hanging out in my beautiful backyard on my hammock, coming yeah. up with all this Dave's hammock wisdom. And Adrian yeah. there at Fire Island, there's just so much vegetation behind. Did you yeah. have the access to that place when you were a caregiver, Adrian? Yes. So did you, like, were you able to visit? Louder, please. Were you able to visit a lot? Yeah, Steve and I were out here together. We owned the house together. His mother came out here with us for years. So traveling wasn't an issue during those times? No, we hired a car in New York, and they brought us out. And no, both of them were quite mobile. 
So Adrian and I are living proof that that you don't have to just survive caregiving. You can thrive. And I think we both are thriving. We thrive during our caregiving. Adrian stood up for herself. She didn't take any guff from her mother-in-law or even her husband. (laughs) Or my husband. Or your husband. (laughs) And uh, I think uh, a very instrumental reason is because look at behind her and, and look at where I'm at because we take time for ourselves. We go out and we just... Uh, it, nature and the the oxygen that the trees um, give us because they take our carbon dioxide, they give us back oxygen, and it goes back and forth. It's the circle of life, I say. <laughs> but Absolutely. that's really valuable. Yeah, yeah, the circle of life, never losing track of the fact that yeah, you so I don't know why some of these wider. people are cutting down uh, rainforests. That's just not good. No, absolutely not, because it's our lifeblood as a as as a as the earth. We yep. we it's reciprocal, and so the more that we can do that, as caregivers, you're doing it in your own little corner, just appreciating the trees. I think the trees know when we appreciate them. Mm, that's right. It's a reciprocal cycle of uh, love. Yeah, that's scientifically proved. Um, if you take a plant and you yell it and scream at it and tell it it's ugly, it will wilt and it will die. They've yeah. done studies on this. And when you uh, take the same plant side by side and just care for it and say, how beautiful, what a beautiful rose you are, whatever it is, yeah. uh, they thrive. And and some people have a green thumb and some people have a brown thumb. And why is that? I mean, especially if they're following the directions, they're giving it the right water or whatever. Something is different because yeah. you talk about care for the body, the mind, emotions, spiritual connection. It's all important, isn't it? It's all part of the, the big universal cycle of life. I mean, there's a, a saying, I think it was in India, I heard it. If you're hungry uh, and have only money for some food, instead of buying a whole loaf, buy half a loaf and go buy a rose. <laughs> You know, it's like feed. There's different ways of feeding yourself. Right. For some people, it might be music. So feed yourself with what you love. And each caregiver will be nourished. It's what nourishes you to keep you going. So it could be music. It could be... It could be the ocean sailing on a sailboat. Yeah. It could be a good book or a poem, just a poem (laughs) a day. Or a you movie. don't have time to read a whole book. Necessarily. Yeah. But for some people, that might be their connection. Sure. It's so true. Adrian and I both know caregivers who are, who are just frazzled, and they claim they don't have a second to themselves. And I don't know. I, I, it's not that I don't believe them, but I think that they just are not looking for those opportunities because if I was in their body... And I had to deal with what they deal with. And some of these people are dealing with some really tough stuff. I mean, I'm very fortunate. My wife is more independent than most uh, carees, no, uh, care receivers. And so, um, but I'm sorry. If I was in a situation just from the ones that I've seen, I immediately can say, well, you could do that, you could do that, you could do that, you could do that. You're letting her manipulate you here, and you're, you're, you're not enforcing your boundaries. And 
it's like uh, when you see two-year-olds in the store who are just like holy terrors, right? And it's because they don't they don't discipline. They don't uh, say no when they're supposed to say no. So uh, I agree. There's so many Old things that we can do hard. that we're not doing. Right. Old habits die hard. Very. You know, sometimes people are caught up in that vicious circle <clears> that just <throat> goes round and round. And so it's being willing or getting, this is where they're getting help from somebody else. To, like you to get, make a comment or say, try this, or just for this moment, just, you know, step out. Yeah. Be the guardian angel of someone Be who's. Angel. I think you know, here's something to break their cycle. Like who would yeah. ever think that a stranger in the supermarket is going to uh, confront me on how I'm disciplining mm -hmm. my uh, child or not disciplining my child, dealing with a temper tantrum or something? But that could really help. Be brave. Be bold. You're never going to see that person again. What are they going to do? Hit you? <laughs> Run fast? <laughs> I guess that's my my advice anyway. Wow. So you say we can uh, tap into and use energy principles to support us in living authentically. Yes. What do you mean? Please give a couple examples. Well, I think I mentioned earlier the fact that the, that we are, in essence, energy. So we, um, you know, when we're enthusiastic, we're bubbling with energy. And sometimes you will say, oh, I didn't know she had it in her, all that energy. And other times people are just totally depleted. So there's a big spectrum. So in order to keep our energy flowing, this is where we have to keep ourselves um, on an even keel and healthy. And, and complete tasks absolutely don't drain us. We have to, yeah. and, and to stop procrastinating things, so take them off, and, and then so that we feed whatever is healthy and good for us. And if we use these as energy principles, we can maintain a movement of our energy so that it doesn't get yeah. back up and stale. I like to use the uh, example of the cell phone. You know, it can teach us so much um, because it requires energy. And, and I can look at it when I wake up. It's at 100%. And three, four hours later, it's like flashing at me 2%. I said, what do you mean? What happened? What did I do? And I realized, you know, I was doing something that, that used a lot of energy that I didn't realize. I took it for granted. Didn't keep checking. Right. And how many times do we allow ourselves, our bodies, to be flashing, danger, Will Robinson, you yeah. know, 2%, 1%, <laughs> and we don't know how we got there. And I think that's partly because in our schools we don't teach emotional development or emotional sensitivity or um, self-awareness so mm. much. We are so concentrated in, in Western culture on use your mind Think things through. Use your head. We're not taught feel into things. Use your intuition. Listen to your body. Listen to your thinking. Because the language is full of uh, reflections and how emotion is reflected in the body. You know, stiff upper lip, pain in the neck. It literally tells us that there can be a correlation between an interconnection between all these that need yeah, to be. Forget about spirit. No, they just threw that out with the bathwater. Nobody, they took the Ten Commandments out of the, uh, out of the school system. 
We don't want our kids looking at do not kill, do not steal. You know, uh, I just don't get me started on that. I think there may be a tipping point having to come. You know, I think things get to a point where there's a, I think America's full of swinging of the pendulum from one side. Yes, I hope so. Hope it always comes back. And so So, we have to hope that that happens in our own lives. If we go too far, we get the mess. So that we come back to center, then we can make it. Breathe. We can make it happen. Yeah, we can. We can help it happen. Absolutely. Not go past that point of no return, where there's never a way back home. Right. So, how do we get a hold of you, Pooja, uh, if we want to learn more or buy one of your books? You're an author. I'm an author, so my book that deals with this question is "Track Your Truth." Discover Your Authentic Life. It came out last year. You can get it on Amazon or through your local bookstore. I also have a book that helps people who have been diagnosed with cancer. That's a very practical and inclusive book. It was a book I couldn't uh, find when I was diagnosed myself with cancer. And that's Oh, you're a survivor. Yep, From Cancer Diagnosis to Healing. And I have two organizers are very helpful for caregivers as well as the cares because uh, for caregivers as well as those who are being cared for because it's sure. to organize the journey and one is for cancer and then somebody asked me other people then started asking me to do one for general health and so any yeah. illness so these are practical tools to help you organize the journey because sometimes I felt sometimes if cancer didn't make me sick all the billing and the insurance and the organization of the journey would. Yeah. Yeah. So we need help, practical help. So that's another way of getting somebody else to help us with things. And I have a website, www.rootstheletternwings.com. And And roots is uh, plural. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Rootsthelettern.com. Wings.com. Roots and Wings. Explain to us again, you you did to me off the air, about Roots and Wings for those that don't get it. Yeah, well, there's a folk saying, an old folk saying that says there are only two lasting bequests we can give ourselves and our children. One is Roots, the other is Wings. And so that's a really important thing. Roots to get grounded first, then with confidence, Confidence we can take off and fly according to our own vision. But if we don't have the roots and the groundedness, we kind of kind of can sort well, of just you, move around. You are adorable and you are amazing uh, at, at your age to be more active than most young people, traveling, speaking, writing, uh, doing interviews. Oh, did I miss something? <laughs> Is there something else about you we don't know? Well, I love doing ceremonies because all the, yeah. The you do marriages? <laughs> marriages, baby blessings, memorials. Divorces. All the markings of these changes, change points. Well, you're the, you're the perfect example of someone who's going to live life to the full. You know, uh, you're not going to have any regrets, you know. Hopefully. There's always going to be some little things that will trip me up like everybody else. I don't think so. <laughs> you look like you've got it covered. <laughs> and because we can always fix 
the, we can always right the wrongs in life. As long as we're alive, you know, we can always, you know, apologize to the person we offended. We can always, uh, you know, uh, right the wrongs that we implemented, uh, restitution and so on. Uh, I can't think of anything that someone would regret not doing, uh, even if somebody uh, is is de dead and they can't, you know, maybe go back and apologize. But no one is really dead. Uh, they can hear us, and so you, know, you can I, forgive yes. yourself and ask for I their forgiveness. Say to people, it is never too late to change. Yeah. It's never ever too late to make a start to write no. something that's been wrong or to go yeah. in a direction that's new for you or to take care of yourself as a caregiver. Yeah, even that thief on the cross. There were two thieves on the cross when they were crucifying Jesus, and one of them asked for forgiveness. Uh, talk about wait until the last second. <laughs> and the other one, you know, poo-pooed it. So, Adrian, how do we get a hold of you? It's Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org. And everything else is on the site. So yeah. thecaregiverspace.org has all of the social media links and whatever. Yeah, and we're just celebrating our new website. We just rebuilt it from the ground up because it was wow. just getting very top-heavy. And it's like, <laughs> like a home that you keep remodeling. Oh, let's add a bedroom. Yeah. Oh, let's add this. Let's add that. Yeah, pretty soon it's so bogged down that it's slow. Definitely. And they just came in and they bulldozed it, and and I'm I'm, it's very simple now, and it's very light, and it's very slim and trim, and and so we're excited about caregiverdave.com. Yeah, have you seen it yet? Check yes. it out, caregiverdave.com, and it's a membership website as well, and we've got a lot of tools, resources, etc. We've got some free gifts for you. Just go and and click and get the free stuff, and if you want to join. And stay alive, or if you know somebody who's a caregiver who needs to stay alive, then buy it in their name. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both very, very much. We appreciate so much you coming on, uh, and Adrian, week after week. I'll thank see you. you all later. Thank you so much, Pooja. You did a wonderful, wonderful interview. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Caregiver radio program with Dave Nassani. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.